Come on now, fellas! We've got to answer the bell! Now let's go! Friday edition of Main Street Sports today. I'm Maurice Patton, and um, Justin, can you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. Okay, awesome. Because uh, I can't hear myself in my ear. Um, Justin and I are—I guess Justin and I aren't riding solo, but we are sans Chris Yao, kind of, sorta. He's a little bit out of pocket today. Um, may make an appearance later, will make an appearance later, but um, at any rate, we are here to wrap up the week, take you into the weekend for the next couple of hours, going to talk a little college football at the end of the show, a little NBA to start the show with our resident expert, Landon Sechrist, Um, also going to catch up with Terry McCormick, as we do at the top of the three o'clock hour with the Titans insider update uh, provided by Zen Sports. And we'll also have Ben Arthur of Fox Sports talking a little NFL. But in between, we are going to be joined by newly named Fisk University Athletics Director Valencia Jordan as well. So looking forward to that. We've we've got... um, a few folks we're going to hear from today, and, and and again, looking forward to it, because somebody has to talk other than me, and since Chris isn't here, those are the options. So, um, Justin, how's your Friday going? Not bad, man. Not bad. Weather's nice. Um, makes me want to go out and golf, but uh, the bank account is pushing back pretty hard on that, so... <laughs> The way my account is set up. Yeah, that, that's yeah, exactly. unfortunate. You need to get some, um, uh, maybe we can get some trade outs for you for some, for some golf. Action. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, man. You know, I, I wish I could get into hiking and all that. I just can't. <laughs> Free stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like disc golf. That's fun too, but just a little bit too much uh, exercise, well, you know, happy medium. We'll, we'll have to, um, see what we can do about maybe getting you hooked up you? With, some, with some golf so how's your uh, how's your uh, friday going so far uh, it's been hectic man i had to run over to murfreesboro this morning for a little high school volleyball state tournament championship action that we will be touching on here in the rundown in a little bit so um yeah been all over the place already, huh? I've been to Murfreesboro and back to the house already today. So yeah, and um, got high school football coming up tonight. So it's nice. the the weekend is getting off to a hectic start, but that's okay. That's what we do. So um, speaking of high school sports, 
we should probably at this time get into some scores, some schedules on the rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. High school volleyball action from Thursday at the state tournament over in Murfreesboro. Uh, Sale Creek defeated Harpet three to nothing. East Robertson defeated Chattanooga Schools of Arts and Sciences three nothing. It was Loretto with a three two win over East Robertson, and Loretto with a three one win over Harpeth. Houston defeated Brentwood in five games three two. Um, Loretto also had a three to nothing win over South Green. I think that was earlier in the day to open the day for the Lady Mustangs. Brentwood with a three one win over East Hamilton. Cleveland defeated Nolansville three to nothing. Nolansville then defeated Houston three to one. Providence Christian with a three one win over St. George's. It was Signal Mountain three Creekwood nothing. Valor Collegiate with a with with three wins defeated Anderson County three one. Creekwood 3-1 and Volunteer 3-0. In girls soccer action Thursday night, it was Westview with a 2-1 win over Cheatham County. Fairview defeated McNary Central 4-3. Ravenwood with the upset, downing Franklin 2-1. Sandersonville 2, Gallatin nothing. Merrill High with a 9-0 win over Lead Academy. Oakland blank Siegel 9, I'm sorry, 4-0. And it was Rossview 3 Clarksville nothing. In NCAA football on Thursday night, Rice with a 42-10 win over Tulsa, and James Madison defeated Marshall 20-9. Major League Baseball League Championship Series action. The Diamondbacks got on the board with a 2-1 walk-off victory over the Phillies. Philadelphia still leads that series 2-1. And the Astros with a 10-3 win over Texas tied the American League Series at 2-2. On the ice, it was the Predators for the host New York Rangers one. Tonight's high school football schedule. All of these are seven o'clock local starts. Smyrna's at Antioch. Montgomery Bell Academy travels to Baylor. Independence is at Brentwood. Ensworth is at Briarcrest. McGavitt goes to Cane Ridge. Stewart County is at Cheatham County. Father Ryan travels to Christian Brothers. Rossview is at Clarksville. Nashville Christian goes to Clarksville Academy. Clarksville Northeast is at Clarksville Northwest. Lawson comes to Columbia. Green Hill takes on Cookville. Franklin Road Academy faces Christ Presbyterian Academy at CPA. Greenbrier is at Creekwood. Grace Christian of Franklin goes to Donaldson Christian. Richland is at Eagleville. Republic is at East Nashville. White House Heritage goes to East Robertson. Sycamore is at Fairview. Mount Juliet is at Franklin. Friendship Christian hosts Ezel Harding. Hillsborough goes to Glencliff. Davidson is at Good. I'm sorry, Davidson Academy is at Good Pasture. East Hickman is at Harpeth. Joe Burns goes to Houston County. Hunters Lane hosts Beach. Stratford travels to Overton. Kirkwood is at Kenwood. Stewart's Creek is at Laverne. Lawrence County takes on visiting Franklin County. Hendersonville goes to Lebanon. Maplewood is at Liberty Creek. Lipscomb Academy takes on visiting Brentwood Academy. Host Montgomery Central. 
Meet Station Camp. Columbia Academy goes to Mount Juliet Christian. Hickman County is at Mount Pleasant. Summit is at Nolansville. Centennial goes to Page. Procone hosts White's White House. Um, Chattanooga Christian is at Pope Prep. Middle Tennessee Christian plays Providence Christian. Does not say where. That's interesting. Oakland is at Blackwood. Uh, Oakland is at Ravenwood. Blackman is at Rockvale. Riverdale is at Siegel. Springfield hosts Gallatin. Spring Hill hosts Tullahoma. Lewis County goes to Summertown. Wilson Central is at Warren County. Macon County is at Watertown. Loretto is at Waverly. Webb School at Bell Buckle hosting Battleground Academy. Dixon County goes to West Creek. Portland is at Westmoreland. Marshall County is at White's Creek. And Sacred Heart of Jesus is at Zion Christian. Again, all of those are 7 o'clock local kickoffs. High School Volleyball State Championship action today in Class A. Sale Creek, after seven straight state tournament appearances coming up empty, finally got their first state championship in any sport with a 3-1 win over Loretta. We'll have coverage of that on Main Street Murray later today. Uh, Valor Collegiate and Signal Mountain are currently playing over at Siegel in the Class AA Championship, and at four, it's Nolansville and Cleveland. Girls soccer action tomorrow. These are all sectionals, I believe. Um, Lipscomb Academy is at Baylor. Uh, University School of Jackson is at Battleground Academy. Cheatham County goes to Cascade. Franklin Road Academy goes out to ECS in Memphis. Chattanooga Christian is at Harpeth Hall. Franklin travels to Hendersonville. Houston hosts Clarksville over in West Tennessee. Pope Prep is at Hutchison School. Ray County comes to Oakland. Gallatin is at Ravenwood. Collierville is at Rossview. And Siegel is at Walker Valley. College football action over the weekend, uh, specifically tomorrow. Lincoln University of California plays at Tennessee State. That's a 2 o'clock start on ESPN+. Plus. At 2.30 on CBS, it's Tennessee at Alabama. And at 7 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, it's Austin P and Southern Utah in Utah. Uh, Major League Baseball action tonight. It's game five of the Astros and Rangers in Arlington. That's a four o'clock start on FS1. That's followed at 7.07 on TBS by the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. That's game four of that series in Arizona. Game five is Saturday at 7.07, also on TBS. On the ice, San Jose comes to Bridgestone for a seven o'clock puck drop tomorrow. That game can be seen on Valley Sports South. Tonight on Valley Sports South at 7, you can catch the Grizzlies at Milwaukee in NBA preseason action. And on the pitch, the New York Red Bulls are at Geodis Park against the Nashville Soccer Club. That's a 5 o'clock first touch. And that is your rundown. Top story today brought to you by Piggly Wiggly out in Neely's Mill in Columbia. Be sure and check them out for your meat and three lunches, as well as fresh hand-cut meats and everything else. Um, cost plus 10% there at the Big Pig. Be sure and 
see what they've got for you. Um, the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum yesterday announced the ballot for the 2024 classes contemporary baseball era inductees um these are managers umpires and executives as well as players retired for more than 15 seasons this specific ballot deals with managers executives and umpires and again the eight-person ballot was announced yesterday and will be um voted on during the winter meetings in early December here in Nashville. So should be some, some exciting news coming out of there anyway. Um, the eight candidates include former Toronto manager Cito Gaston, uh, former Atlanta Braves second baseman, and manager of the Mets, Reds, Orioles, Dodgers, and Nationals, Davey Johnson, uh, ex-Pittsburgh, Florida, Colorado, and Detroit manager Jim Leland, along with Lou Pinella, who managed the Yankees, Reds, Mariners, Rays, and Cubs, and umpires Ed Montague and Joe West, along with longtime front office guy Hank Peters. Um, started with the St. Louis Browns, tells you how far back he goes, and was also with Cincinnati prior to joining the Athletics, Cleveland, and the Orioles. So that, oh, one more. Bill White, former St. Louis Cardinals first baseman Bill White, an eight-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove winner, who later served for six seasons as president of the National League. During his tenure in that role, the National League expanded to include both the Florida Marlins and the Colorado Rockies. And later, Major League Baseball consolidated the American and National Leagues under one administrative umbrella, basically putting himself out of a job. But um, congratulations to those folks. And again, the um, committee to select who will be going into the Net, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame next summer will meet in early December here in Nashville. So looking forward to that. Justin? What's up, boss man? What do I need to know? Is there anything else going on that, that I need to know about? Let's check what is trending right now because I'm sure there's something going on. Um, the Jags-Saints game last night. I mean, oh, are they we real? missed that in the rundown. Yeah, um... I think the Jags are real, but also they should have scored a lot more points than they scored. <laughs> what was that final? I missed it. 31-24 Jacksonville with a chance of New Orleans to take it back after a uh, fourth down. Uh, after the Jacksonville Jaguars went forward on fourth down on the 47-yard line, running it out of shotgun. Like, well, actually, I want to ask you a question. Hmm? So if you're trying to get half a yard into, <laughs> some say why I know where you're you, going with this but go ahead play why would you run a play with your running back and you and shotgun one uh, you're not giving your court your running back any sort of like head start mm -hmm. by handing it off to him you're flat footing giving to your running back to get four yards when you really only need inches 
Why run out of shotgun? Uh, you know, it's it's a mystery, Justin, that I have not come up with the answer to, and I've been asking that question for about ten years. So <laughs> it's, it's 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 a little mystifying. Um, maybe maybe you and I are oversimplifying things, but if we are, we're not the only ones. Right, right, exactly. I just don't see a play out of that formation that fools the defense, like uh, for a half a yard. For, for, yeah, exactly. And, and there's a huge, I heard it on the radio this morning. I mean, the difference between, if you've ever been on a football field between inches and a whole yard, it's ridiculous how, you know, much of a difference that is. So if you sure. need inches, yeah. Why would you, yeah, the, the shortest, I, I always thought the shortest distance between two points was a straight line. So, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> Maybe know. we're crazy, like you said. But. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we are. But at any rate, oh, um, breaking news here. Connor, and I guess this last name is Stallions, maybe? It's Stallions with only one L. Connor Stallions, we'll go with that. Has been suspended with pay, according to Brett McMurphy on X slash Twitter, um, in relation to the story that we were discussing yesterday of Michigan and some allegations, allegations right. of sign stealing. So... Someone, so, someone has fallen on their sword in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Okay. Well, you figured your oh, man, you uh, knew it had to happen somehow. If they were going to fight it, they would have to fight it to the death. So, yeah. someone had to be a sacrificial lamb. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it happens that way sometimes. Those were our top stories. Again, they're brought to you by Piggly Wiggly over in Neely's Mill in Columbia. Be sure and get over there for lunch. Um, their meeting three is solid. Trust me on this. Never steer you wrong when it comes to food. Hey, um, when we come back to the Lee Company studio here on Main Street Sports today, we will be joined by our NBA expert, Landon Seacrest, as the season looms next week. Want to get some thoughts from him on what he's looking for and maybe answer a couple of questions. Stay tuned. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. 
With Lee Company technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint as we come to you from the Lee Company Studios remotely. Um, I'm Maurice Patton, and as you can probably tell, Chris Yao is not here. So, we are forging ahead through the Friday edition of the show, and we are joined by, as I said, our NBA expert, Landon Seacrest at Seco underscore sports on Twitter and Landon, before we get going on NBA stuff, um, you, um, you are just branching further and further out in, into multimedia stardom. You have, um, gotten a pretty nice assignment for the upcoming college basketball season. Tell folks where they'll be able to see you this winter. Landon, we can't hear you. I will be featured on Belmont Basketball's uh, ESPN Plus broadcast. We are very fortunate to have our own ESPN Plus streaming broadcast for both basketball teams, and I'll be serving as a sideline reporter for women's basketball this season and helping out with feature content on the men's side as well. So you'll see me a lot for Belmont Basketball. And so so, – is there an upgrade at wardrobe? Do you, do you get a wardrobe allowance for that? How does that work? I will have to be on point when it comes to wardrobe, for sure, for sure. We'll be pulling out the Craig Sager-esque fits, I hope. Oh, there's there's a little something. If if the Belmont basketball wasn't enough, checking in to see what Landon will be wearing will probably be worth the view. So um, looking forward to that. Happy for you, man. That's that's a huge, huge assignment. And, Thank um, you. No, no, you're going to be great at it. Um, so is it coming up on Christmas time for you? I mean, with, with the NBA getting ready to get started next week? 100%. Literally, I've always looked open to opening night, and next Tuesday is going to be a great day for me getting basketball back. I've been tuning in the preseason, but I'm cranking up a fantasy basketball league with my friends, so I, I just can't wait for opening night on Tuesday. Who are you looking forward to in particular on opening night? I'm really looking forward to the the conversation between the Lakers and the Nuggets is not necessarily healthy. There's a little beef between two of the teams just because 
the Nuggets are obviously the defending NBA champions, and the Lakers have LeBron and AD. And that playoff matchup last last year went in favor of the Nuggets. So that's going to be a sight to see. And then the nightcap is going to be Suns and Warriors, I believe. And Big Three in Phoenix is going to be something to see on the offensive end. And then the Warriors have Chris Paul, which I still can't really get my head around. So we'll see how that works out. So I'm just interested to see all the storylines on Tuesday. And and I guess if the beef between the Nuggets and the Lakers isn't enough, the Nuggets will be getting their rings. <laughs> Very true. Ring ceremony night too. Yeah. Um, Landon, as you look at this upcoming season, you know, beefs aside, what, what are you kind of looking forward to? What are some storylines that kind of jump out at you? I'm very interested. Um, one of my friends is actually a San Antonio Spurs fan. So the Thunder is my favorite team. So seeing the rookie of the year battle between Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren is going to be interesting because Chet is technically considered a rookie. So that's going to be very interesting to see. That's the thing that I'm looking forward to. And then just the player movement, obviously, with Bradley Bill now in Phoenix, Dame in Milwaukee. We don't know what Harden's going to do in Philadelphia. And all just the player movement is really going to be a sight to see who who fits where and jaws out for 25 games in Memphis. So it's going to be interesting to see like the standings and how the first few games or so goes in the NBA. It doesn't sound like Harden's going to be doing anything in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I, I can't wrap my head around that either. I, I'm not the biggest James Harden fan, but I would want to play with the MVP, Joel Embiid, but that's just me. I don't know where James Harden, head, his head is currently, but that'll be interesting to see. Well, it's funny, though, because, I mean, some people are satisfied with being a big fish in a small pond. That is very true. And at this stage in Harden's career, I mean, we've obviously seen him put up the 30, 40, 50, even 60 point games. And when he was in Houston, we've seen him at that level of dominance. So what's his career goal now? Is it to chase a championship or is it just to kind of sit back in the shadows and just play basketball? I mean, I don't really know. His play style has definitely changed in my opinion. He's not that dominant. You can call on him for isolation scoring anymore, but we'll see how it works in this season. Hopefully I would love to see him back with Embiid in Philly because I think they can be a top team in the East. You know, talking about the East, I mean, did Milwaukee wrap up certainly the East and maybe the NBA by getting Dame to go with Giannis? What, uh, obviously Boston says no, but I mean, what what does that do to um, the power structure in the East in particular? Well, Milwaukee's definitely going to be able to score a lot of points. I mean, that's close to nearly 70 points with just Damon Giannis alone in a game. But when I looked at the trade, I looked at, you know, the the Milwaukee Bucks, they lost Drew Holiday, which is one of the best two-way players in the league. And he was the point guard on the team. So that's going to be a change to see in terms of defense because, you know, Dame is a smaller guard himself. And we know he can score, but can he defend? And the fact that Drew Holiday is now in Boston, who also added Kristaps Porzingis, they're looking for a big year out of Peyton Pritchard. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Milwaukee responds to a Boston team that's clearly trying to dodge and kind of counter everything that they're doing as well. So I think that's clearly going to be the one-two in the East, Boston-Milwaukee. Who's behind them? I think you can't, surely can't discount a Miami team that's going to have a chip on their shoulder just because they did not get Dame. 
I'm looking for Philly up there. Um, the Knicks, obviously, they're always in the mix. I don't know if you can count on them to be necessarily a top, top team in the East, but I think that's a good top four. And then the Atlantas, and you look at a team like a Brooklyn that's got Cam Johnson and Macau Bridges full-time this year. I think that'll be a very fun team to watch. I'm really high on Macau Bridges. So it's going to be good to see him in a full season kind of as a lead person in Brooklyn. Landon Seacrest at Seco underscore sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Talking a little NBA in anticipation of that season getting cranked up on Tuesday night. Um, You know, you mentioned Miami, Landon. What if, and maybe it's not possible with an 82-game schedule, but what if you got playoff Jimmy for 82 games? Playoff Jimmy for 82 games for the Miami Heat is the best scenario possible. And I really just think that if Jimmy would put forth all that effort, it'd be no contest in the East. I think the the Heat would be clear-cut the best team. I mean, they have Hero now who's going to be motivated because he didn't get traded for Dame, and they've got Bam, and, you know, they're a defensive team. And I, I think, you know, they're the Heat culture is definitely something that should not be played with and messed with. And Eric Spolster is obviously one of the best coaches. So I think Miami with playoff Jimmy for 82 games, that's no doubt probably the best team in the East. You know, shifting to the West, you mentioned Wimbiana and, and Chet. And it's interesting that those two kind of are being – mentioned in the same breath because it looks like they're kind of similar players just from a physical stature type presence to what they like to do i mean are they mirror images or how do you see them not being similar i would say i'd probably give the edge to Wimbenyama as more of a complete player just from I tuned into the Spurs versus Heat game in the preseason, and he was bringing the ball up the court, creating off the dribble. I mean, finishing alley-oop dunks, Euro-stepping. I don't know if Chet's game is at that level, but Chet surely is no slouch. On the defensive end, he's definitely a high-key shot blocker, and he can create I – I would probably say he can more so stretch the floor than Wimby. I would rely on his three-point shot a little bit more, but Wimby's for sure the more complete player, but that's definitely going to be a matchup. Just looking at the – the two towers, I mean, Victor is a legitimate 7-4, 7-5 because he met, makes Chet Holmgren look little, and Chet is 7-1. Can both, can both or either of them get away with playing long-term in the NBA with their physical build? I think when you look at surely the history of seven footers, those seven foot plus players in the league, most of them don't last long because their knees are deteriorating or their feet are giving them problems. You look at a Kevin Durant, who's one of those taller players has had Jones fractures in his feet. Yao Ming career cut short by injuries. I mean, throwing it all the way back a Sean Bradley, who was one of the tallest players. Definitely. It's going to be something to monitor with them and their durability overall. I mean, Chet is going into a likely probably a playoff team or fringe playoff team in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Wimby's definitely probably going to be a one or two option on the Spurs this year. So they're going to be called on a lot just to see how long their body lasts in kind of their first year of action. In retrospect, did Denver sneak up on people or 
you know, were there folks in the league that knew that this roster was capable of what they did last year? I think a lot of people were just as crazy it is to say underestimating the power of Nikola Jokic and his impact on a game. I mean, impacting it at all three levels on defense, three-point shooting. I mean, just leadership-wise, he's a complete player. And the Nuggets really did a good job of surrounding him with the right pieces that are complimentary. I mean, you look at Aaron Gordon, who can play defense and can be a high flyer. Michael Porter can certainly knock down three-point shots. And just looking at that team, Jamal Murray, who is the second kind of fringe all-star on the team and looking for him to have a big year too. But I think he steps his game up in the playoffs and looking at that team, I feel like it was just complete and teams really weren't expecting the Nuggets to kind of, Hey, they're this good. We knew they were good, but they put it all together and they're kind of just blowing teams away. So what are the chances of the, I mean, are they, are they the number one in the West? I, I would say until, until another team proves otherwise. Yes. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> you're looking at, Phoenix, who certainly added firepower. You look at the Lakers, Clippers, fully healthy Clippers team is definitely up there. The Mavericks with Kyrie all season and Luka. But until somebody knocks Denver off the throne, I'm not going to put anyone up there. I need to see everybody else on court putting it together because I don't know if anybody can stop Jokic. Surely nobody could last year in the playoffs. So, yeah, You talk about a healthy Clippers team. The, those are you don't hear that very often those two words clippers and healthy together and and that's kind of been their that's been their biggest shortcoming i guess that is very true when you look at Kawhi leonard definitely a top five player maybe you could put him in the conversation as a top three player in the league if he's healthy the way he impacts on defense and can give you buckets on the offensive end paul george is definitely one of the smoothest players in the league that tandem as a duo, and then you add somebody like a Russell Westbrook in the mix, definitely look for them to have a big year if they're all healthy. I mean, that's a team that's living in the shadows of the Lakers currently because of all the injuries and the recent championship of the Lakers and LeBron being on the Lakers side. But they're definitely not anything to be played with if they're a healthy squad. And that's a big if they're a healthy squad. They have the coach, Teron Lou, but they need health on their side for once. Where are the Lakers? The Lakers, I would probably say I'd put them behind Denver, presumably behind Phoenix, probably somewhere in a three to four range in the West for sure. The elephant in the room, obviously, and you mentioned it early on. Grizzlies will be without John Morant for the first 25 games of the season. What is their target? You know, how many games do they need to win before Ja gets back to have a chance to do whatever it is that they want to do over the full course of the season? I think when you look at the Grizzlies, definitely in recent years without Ja, they've been one of the better teams without their superstar players. So I'd say they're probably not going to struggle to win games. It'll just be interesting to see with that cloud kind of hanging over their heads in terms of the suspension how they perform. But I'd say they probably need to win about half to two-thirds of their games just to keep up with the pace to kind of elevate them once Jock gets back to where they're not trying to play catch-up once he arrives. And also keep in mind they're getting back a Stephen Adams healthy this year and a Brandon Clark that played a 
big role in their performance last year just because those two bigs were injured and Jaron Jackson had to play most of the minutes. And he's a defensive player of the year type player for sure. But hopefully they won't have to play catch up once Ja is actually back on the court. You mentioned that uh, there were times that they were, I guess, as successful without Ja as they were with them. Is the biggest thing for Memphis just being able to get reacclimated to having him once he is back? I would say for sure, looking at the acquisition of a Marcus Smart type player, that's definitely going to help the the locker room for sure. And on the court, I think it adds a lot of capabilities for them on offense and defense. But when you look at when Ja comes back, how is he going to fit with a uh, Marcus Smart back on the court and a Desmond Bain? Is that going to be there? one two and three if so that's a fairly short one two and three competing in the west when you look at like a phoenix or even like a lakers team that can kind of pack and get some length on you so it'll be interesting to see they can certainly shoot the three but kind of consistently on offense and defense is that going to work we'll have to see once Ja actually comes back Landon Seacrest at Seco underscore sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint talking a little NBA. Landon, um, were you able to get some FaceTime with the Bulls when they were on campus a couple of weeks ago? Yes, yes. On the first day of training camp, I was very fortunate enough to go to the media availability little semi-press conference with Coach Billy Donovan. Got to speak to DeMar DeRozan as well just to be in the environment and Belmont having the opportunity to host the Chicago Bulls at our Crockett Center practice facility. It was just amazing for me to see that and also just to have the opportunity to sit in on some of the media availability with uh, NBA coach and one of the better NBA players, DeMar DeRozan, certainly is no slouch. Just to see that, it was a great experience for me. And and I don't know if Coach Alexander or the Belmont team was able to be around them very much, but just the idea of having an NBA team on your campus in your facility for a few days like that, that's kind of got to be a feather in your, in your programs cap, I would think. Right. Right. It definitely, definitely helps with in the recruiting factor of uh, convincing players to come to your school. And obviously just getting your players that exposure to see, this is what it takes. This is what an NBA practice looks like. And, just for the coaches to kind of have that insight for an NBA coaching staff as well. It's just a great opportunity. We've had the Pelicans here in the past and the Cleveland Cavaliers here in the past too. So it's just an all around great thing. I'm glad you mentioned the Pelicans because I would think one of the storylines of this NBA season is speaking of health, keeping Zion Williamson healthy for a whole year or closer than what he's done to this point, you know, what, are the Pelicans capable of if they can keep him on the floor? I think the Pelicans are definitely in that five, six, seven range. If they can get all three of those players on the court, including Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum on the court with Zion, I think they're definitely a team that cannot be slept on in the West. But you look at Zion, I mean, can he get on the court? Can he actually play alongside Brandon Ingram for long spans of time? We know what Brandon can bring to the table was an all-star replacement in the past. But can Zion get on the court and kind of just produce like we expect him to? Um, any other thoughts from you as we approach Tuesday, Christmas Day for you? I'm, I'm just excited to see, one, it's going to be a lot of points scored in the NBA this season. Keep an eye on the scoring title 
kind of race this year. Who's going to average the most points? Who's going to score the most points? Look for a lot of offense this year. I think it's going to be a big offensive year this year. Anybody in particular that you're looking for to to be individually in in that mix? Any anybody I, I we, think, that? I think ahead. Giannis Giannis definitely is going to be up there. And one of the three on the Suns, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, but probably a KD or a Devin Booker is going to be up there, certainly. And then when you look at an Embiid, if he's without Harden, probably Embiid, depending on the Harden situation. And then LeBron, he might go for it. A healthy Anthony Davis, surely. Jokic could be up there if he really wanted to be. So I think it's just going to be a lot of points. Luka and Kyrie, for sure. It's going to be a lot of points scored this year in the NBA. I'm looking at cbssports.com and they're kind of look at the opening of the season next week. And one of the storylines that they've got here is the in-season tournament. Landon, what are your thoughts about that? I think it's good motivation for the players. You know, I, I'm an NBA diehard, so I always tune into the regular season. But it's kind of not interesting for a casual fan to just tune into a regular season game because most players mail it in. But the in-season tournament is going to provide players with something that's actually on the line, you know, more prize money. Um, it's kind of randomized with the divisions and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in this first year of the in-season tournament and kind of how players react to it and do they go all in and how does that factor into the regular season as a whole and you look at the all-star break and then finishing those April and March months of the year how is it going to fare in there too so it's going to be that's going to be an interesting situation to monitor with the in-season tournament great Landon Secrets you can follow him on Twitter or on X it's still Twitter as far as we're concerned but at Seco underscore sports and you can also see him on Belmont women's basketball telecast once the season gets started on ESPN plus looking forward to that Landon appreciate you taking some time with us man and um keep grinding yes sir thank you so much Mo all right hey when we come back here on Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint we will be speaking with Fisk Athletics Director Valencia Jordan so um Come back to the Lee Company Studios when we get back. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It's the Friday edition, getting you ready for the weekend. Um, I'm Maurice Patton. Justin Kulik has got us on the air and keeping us there, and, and that's always a good thing. And now, as we get deeper into the final show of the week, we catch up with new Fisk Athletics Director Valencia Jordan. Coach, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you taking some time with us today. Um, I'm sure it's a pretty busy time for you as you are transitioning into your new role. Um, again, congratulations. And um, when you left as an athlete, do you ever see yourself coming back to this? I probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, but, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah. What? Um. What brought this about for you? I would say destiny. Uh, you know, it. It really. I think it's a, a matter of relationships and and just being patient and. and having the faith to uh, do the things that we were created to do. But without that connection to, to my former coach who was here at the time, she was Coach Harriet Kimbrough, who is uh, now Dr. Harriet Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And so uh, over the years, uh, we've always kept in touch. And I think when she came to TSU as a professor and had an opportunity to really see me in in my career in the, in the profession and not not so much as as the hot headed athlete. Uh, it it was it was good enough. It was a good opportunity so that when this position presented itself, that she could uh, speak up. Uh, as they would say, you, you want those sponsors, those individuals who can say your name in the room uh, when there are discussions about 
opportunity and doors being open. And so she placed the call. Uh, I, I really wasn't sure, to be honest, uh, that I would get back to this arena, but I'm certainly delighted that uh, she did encourage me to put my name in the hat and I, I did and, and went through the process and, and I'm just glad that uh, through the interview and, and all the things aligned uh, in my favor. And so two weeks in, here I am. I've had the opportunity to be around Dr. Hamilton on various occasions. And when she encourages you to do something, you pretty well do it, don't you? I, you know, I still, I just say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, she, yes. She is, she is a force of nature. She truly is. And, and I can't imagine anybody better to have in your corner than her. Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, we, we talk a lot in terms of leadership and the importance of having mentors and sponsors, uh, those individuals who have the experience who can pour into you. And she has been that on all fronts and, and, um, you know, whether it's giving advice to, to sharpen your skills or just giving the encouragement to, to uh, you know, to, to understand how things work. But I think just hearing how she saw me fitting here was beyond what in anything that I could think or imagine. And so as I listened to really to her take on why I should pursue this, uh, it was convincing enough for me to say, absolutely. And so uh, just knowing that I, I, I had her, her blessings and uh, the endorsements and, and that I knew for sure I'd have a true advocate on my side uh, who is well-connected, that has made it, that has definitely made it worth 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 whatever the challenges will be. Former Fisk volleyball player, Valencia Jordan. You know what? They put volleyball, but it's actually basketball. Oh, actually. You. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I said, that's, that's, that's but basketball was, Basket. yeah. Well, well you, but you coached volleyball at TSU, right? Is I coach. Yes. I coach volleyball and basketball. So, okay. so both sports are, yeah, it, it's, yeah, they're my thing. This, that's it. Um, so you were an athlete at Fisk, but most of your coaching and, and administrative career has been at Tennessee state. You know, what is, what are you finding in your, tra in your transition back to a division three environment? It's, it's been an interesting transition. Uh, but what I would say is competition is competition. Uh, in, in, when I came to the first volleyball match a week or so ago, that settled the score for me. And, and, and just the excitement, uh, the competitiveness of those young ladies. Um, and so I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to look at it through the lens of, of not comparing divisions. Uh, but what I see in this NAIA uh, Gulf Coast Athletic Conference 
uh, is that there, there are individuals, there are student athletes who are training hard, who are giving their all, there are coaches who are equipped and who are preparing themselves as though they were, were Division I NCAA. I would imagine it's got to be an exciting time to be at Fisk, actually, Coach, just from the standpoint that, you know, you're heading into the second season of the gymnastics program that, you know, got drew national attention last year, had a lot of success last year. You've got a legend leading your men's basketball program and Kenny Anderson. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great stuff going on over at Fisk. Um, how do you, you know, keep that momentum going and keep that train rolling? I tell you, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be, it, it's, I'm still trying to find my way in, in making sure that I can assist all of those individuals in uh, sustaining what they've started. Uh, I think the, the gymnastics blew up so fast and so quick uh, in, in being on all the national stages that they were on. Uh, we're already looking into some a big event coming uh, the first of the year that I think will uh, be great for everyone in the city. Um, and I think that program itself has has recruited its look on its own for who knows how many years. Uh, and Coach Tarver is doing a great job in making sure that they have what they need. I, I'm more excited, I would say, or equally excited about really working with Coach Coach Kenny Anderson. Uh, uh, as I told him, I, you know, you're you are still the the hidden gem in, in the city, but it's going to be my job to get you out there so that people can know that. Kenny Anderson is, in fact, in, in the city and coaching at Fisk University. But uh, I know that he and his guys are, are looking forward to, to having a great season. But I would say on the women's side, uh, Coach Victoria uh, Crawford came in as a new coach last year and was runner-up in, in the conference. And so, you know, both, I would say, She's the one that's chasing. <laughs> she she's the one that 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 in the conference is really like, oh my gosh, uh, we now we have to contend with her. But you know, it's just it's just a great feeling to to be around uh, coaches who who are and have been successful. And so, uh, just making sure that that I am equipped to make you know make whatever necessary. Uh, moves to to help them elevate what they're doing. Newly named Fisk's Athletics Director Valencia Jordan joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coach, um, as you step into this role and continue to get yourself acclimated, what are what goals do you have, short term, long term, in terms of you know what it is you're trying to get done? I would say the the short term is uh, bringing bringing a certain standard of doing things, uh, making sure that consistently every program is is hitting the mark of that standard. 
uh, being able to uh, con convey that uh, as we go out and represent this, this institution, what does that look like? And so uh, really some things that you won't see as much on the quarter uh, on the field, but uh, those things that over time will will show in their production and in their terms of, of, of winning, but really just uh, being more a, of a teacher in terms of, of leadership. And, but also uh, one of my main goals and objectives is to put athletics in a, in a light where the campus and the community embraces us to, to know that uh, we want their support, we need their support. And, and it's very critical to, to not only right now, it's, it's critical to, to the future of all, all the things that we'll do. But I think down the road, it's more uh, looking at the avenues of, of enhancing uh, opportunities for the student athletes. And that's, you know, whether that's through facilities and making sure that um, everything is, is where, where it could or should be so that when they come into practice or, uh, you know, when they travel, they, they will know that, uh, you know, they will feel special. I, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate for student athlete well-being, and that that piece of it is critically important to me. But uh, just understanding that uh, is an exciting time for this. Having a, a newly appointed president uh, and President Clark, and ironically, we both started on the same day. Uh, so it's just a great time to to be a part of. Uh, of this institution and, and especially athletics. And again, you, you talk about making the athletes feel special. And I imagine that's particularly important to you as a former athlete on that campus. It is. And, and it is, I think it's indicative of my relationship with, with, with coach Hamilton. And if every student athlete could get what I got, is, is well worth it. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. Yes, the, you, you want to compete, you want to compete well. I was happy when I was here and, and had a couple of 30 point games, that was good. But none of that is more important than uh, just having that bond with, with my coach over you know some 40 years. And so uh, that that's just, you know, it's just one of those stepping stones that really at the end of the day, when, when you hang your shoes up, that's when you really start to find out the quality of that, that experience. Former Fisk Lady Bulldog, Valencia Jordan, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, um, as she transitions into her new role as athletics director at her alma mater coach. Really appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon and, and wish you all the best and hope to catch up with you again here soon. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. Thank you. When we come back here to the Lease Company studio on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, it'll be time for 
the top of the hour Titans update with Terry McCormick. So stay tuned for that here on the other side of this break. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Maurice Patton, and we are now joined, as I'm, uh, we're now joined by Terry McCormick, the Titan Insider, with the top of the hour Titans report, powered by Zen Sports. Terry, talk to me. That's right, Mo. It is the Titan Insider Daily Report, and it's powered by Zen Sports, changing the bonus game for the better. Mo, going to throw some numbers out at you here since we're on a bye week with the Titans and uh, just kind of let you give you a little State of the Union address, so to speak. The Titans have scored a grand total of eight touchdowns this year. Eight. 
You can count that on two hands. In six games. In six games. Okay. By contrast, the Miami Dolphins have scored 30. And three other teams have 20 or more. So well, we, the Titans probably shouldn't compare themselves to Miami. I mean, Miami scored 70 in a game. Has Tennessee scored a 70 this year? Uh, they're at 100. I think I looked it up. They're at 113, I believe, is what they've scored. So, you know, the 70 does kind of, you know, I guess kind of throw the average up, off mm -hmm. just a little bit. But, you know, the point of that is the best teams in the NFL these days you win with not only quarterback play, but you win with explosive plays and you win with weapons. And quite frankly, to me, other than fixing the offensive line, the biggest challenge that Rand Carthon faces this offseason is to add an element of speed somewhere on this offense beyond just Tajay Spears. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Will Levis or Malik Willis or Maurice Patton, quarterback in the team, if you don't have weapons that you can get the ball to, guys who can make people miss and and hurt teams with explosive plays, you're in trouble in, in today's NFL. And it's a situation where the Titans just really, in my opinion, don't have enough of those guys. And it's probably a credit to the defense that they're playing. Uh, they're in as many games as they are in terms of playing it close. But if you know, I know the Titans went all offense in last year's draft. Uh, I see another scenario where they're going to have to go heavy offense again this year to try to remedy uh, all the shortcomings. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. You like you said, you've got to inject some some speed in there somewhere. And you know, again, Traylon Burks has been out for a pretty good portion of this season to this point. How much would his return theoretically help with that explosiveness? I think it would help some, but Traylon's not really a burner, so to speak. He's really more of a, you know, four or five type of guy. I, I mean, he may have, I, I don't know exactly what his 40 time was when he ran uh, at his pro day or anything like that, but he wasn't, you know, blowing people away with that. He, you know, he, and that's not the be-all, end-all in terms of a receiver making an impact. You know, if you know how to run a route and create separation, you know, that's just as valuable or more so than being able to uh, run at a pace of a Tyreek Hill or somebody like that. Uh, I just think that the Titans have to find a way, and it, it, and it will require kind of a shift in philosophy because they've always liked these big guys who are, you know, 6'1", 6'2", weigh about 220, and are go up and make catches in traffic, grab contested balls, things like that. But sometimes you have to embrace something that's a little different than what you have. And I think that, you know, a shifty guy that can play in the slot or, you know, slip outside and run a go route, those sorts of things, I think it would, would help this offense a lot because not only would it loosen the box for the running back like Derrick Henry, but it would also create more underneath things for the guys who, that you have now at receiver, the Nick Westbrook Aquinas, the DeAndre Hopkinses, you know, and Traylon Burks. To me, it, it, it it's a glaring error that they did not address this offseason. With that said, <laughs> that's – 
leads me to my next point. Do they even wait to the offseason? I mean, again, the trade deadline is coming up. We're going to talk to Ben Arthur in the next segment. But, you know, this team has traditionally not necessarily been active at the trade deadline. But, I mean, do they make moves? It's a good question. I think, uh, you know, some of it may be predicated on what happens against the Falcons. If they lose and fall to two and five, you know, they, they might be convinced that it's time to, you know, sell a guy or two off and uh, try to you know recoup some draft capital, which I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot for anybody that they have because, you know, we had this conversation earlier in the week about how you shouldn't trade Derrick Henry for a third or fourth round pick because he's more valuable to you than the hundredth best player in the draft. So, I don't know what you could get in return. As far as them being buyers, they really don't have a whole lot of draft capital to be given away to be buyers. And if they were going to be buyers and needing speed, needing help on the offensive line, there's not a lot of that out there available, although the Chiefs seem to be able to go back and get McCole Hardman from the Jets after he left as a free agent. You know, you put a guy like that in. I mean, I know he's not the greatest hands guy in the world, but that blazing speed that he has sure comes in handy at times, or at least it did when Patrick Mahomes was throwing to him. Absolutely. I mean, you've seen some receivers out there. Again, Van Jefferson went from the Rams to Atlanta, uh, Nicole Hardman, like you said. Um, and, and it feels like if the Titans were going to make a move to try to shore something up, receiver is where it would be. Yeah, because, I mean, with the offensive line, it you could do it, but it's very difficult. You know, those guys work as a unit. And if you're making a change at left tackle and going with Nicholas Petit Ferrer over Andre Dillard, then you probably want him to work alongside of Skaronsky and the tight end, be it Trayvon Wesco or Chigakonkwo, whoever may be on that side next to him. So bringing in an offensive lineman, yes, you, you could do it, but I don't know if you're going to get you know, anything a whole lot better than what you have. If you brought in a receiver, you know, then he's got to learn your system. He's got to be able to give you something. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if they made a move, but I wouldn't rule it out. There we go. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee. It's revolutionizing the way earn sports betting rewards with zen sports your rewards are cash rewards you bet with real money and now you're rewarded with it too earn a whopping five percent cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with code mainstream m-a-i-n-s-t keep betting and keep earning every month after that up to three percent cash back rewards on your betting volume best of all earn cash commission on your referral bets with the zen sports referral rewards program zen sports betting just got better Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, 
Oh, oh so lying. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, I'd no. like apologies in advance. It sounds like <laughs> SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. I got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. He's Commissioner Radio too. <laughs> As do we. <laughs> And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach. Yeah, that's it. So Perfect. when you're on Main Street and you are moving. You got to love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone. It's the biggest racing show of the year, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Six fast-paced divisions of racing on the quarter-mile Friday night. Pole qualifying in three big feature events Saturday night. And the Curb Records Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers Fellow American 400 on Sunday afternoon. Racing starts at 6.30 Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock Sunday. Tickets available at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing or at the gate on race day. It's the 39th All-American 400 weekend, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th. Get your tickets now. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Maurice Patton. Chris Yao is oh, somewhere in the southeast. That's about all I can tell you. But at any rate, um, as promised in the last segment, we are now joined by Ben Arthur of Fox Sports. Ben, good Friday. How's it going, Mo? It's going well. How about you? Good, good, hanging good. in there, ready for the weekend. It's look looking nice here in Nashville. So, yeah, it it is. It, it looks good. Um, I'm gonna get out. You won't be getting out to any high school football tonight, I don't imagine. I will be, but yeah, it's a great way to get the weekend started. So, I'm gonna be getting out tonight and um, going from there. Hey, Ben, um, was just talking to Terry McCormick. Um, trade deadline coming up on Halloween, so. We're about a week and a half away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tennessee Titans traditionally have not necessarily been active at the deadline. Now, obviously, it's a different regime now, but do you see them doing anything between now and then? And who else across the AFC South in particular do you see that might be looking at making a move leading up to the deadline. Yeah, Mo, I think historically, like we've known the Titans to not do much, right? Um, They've usually sat pat for the most part. And um, so, and just kind of knowing Vrabel, I I think a lot of people want this team to kind of start blowing up, right? In terms of uh, shipping out some of these older guys, um, you know, whether it be Hopkins or Derrick Henry or Kevin Byer or whoever has value to get draft picks for the future. Right. Um, but I don't know, just a part of me just doesn't think Mike Vrabel wants to think like that uh, in what, what we're still like kind of mid early, early late October. Um, I, I just feel like Mike Vrabel doesn't want to give up on this season. And we saw, I mean, it's really only a, a, the Jags probably have what a, a couple game lead uh, at this point. I, I mean, it's not totally out of 
Uh, the question for them to to contend if they could figure some things out, and and certainly we know what happened last year with the Jags seemingly just having a maybe looking like they're just going to have another bad year, and then all of a sudden they go on that run, and then setting up that Week 18 game against the Titans where the where the Jags ultimately won, and so just knowing Vrabel from having covered him for for a few years now, uh, I just don't think he's wired that way, and so. For that reason, um, I, I could see them standing pat. I, I could maybe see a move or two to improve the team. If you ask me, I think they should start to blow it up. I, I mean, you, you just, I, I just don't think this is going anywhere. Um, I think we, we've kind of maxed out what this iteration of the Titans can be. And you look at the contract situation of some of these guys and the 2024 draft outlook not looking necessarily great. For, the, for Tennessee right now, you think of what they could net by starting to part ways with these guys. Um, so that's what I think they should do. But obviously, I'm not the one uh, making those moves. That That's Mike and Rand. So, um, but yeah, I, I think just a part of me says that, that, that the Titans are, are just not going to do anything and the fan base is going to get all upset. But it, it's just kind of historically what we've known the Titans to be. Hey, yeah. Um, as you look across the rest of the division, do you see any obvious moves or, or anything that jumps out at you as far as these other three teams in the South go? I think the one team I think could make moves is, uh, is Jacksonville just because, I mean, they're starting to look like a legitimate contender in, in the AFC, in my opinion. I mean, they're five and two now, four game winning streak. They're starting to kind of get closer to, to what this preseason hype uh, labeled them as, and, and you could see them start to kind of figure it out. Uh, they, they've won four games in the last 19 days. I mean, this is a resilient team and a really, really good defense and super talented offense that still hasn't quite put it all together, and they've had three games of over 30-plus points. And so – in terms of making a move to like get over the hump, maybe they add a pass rusher. Uh, I, I don't know that they could, I think they could be a team that we see make a move to like improve the team. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of the AFC South, they're, they're the only team I feel really confident about may, maybe making a move. I mean, one part of me wants to say Houston, but because they're 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 still kind of in rebuild mode, even though they're a lot better than I think people than well than everyone thought they would be. I, I don't think they would be willing to part ways with, with some of the draft capital they have in order to to like try to make a run this year. I just don't see that as being super realistic. So I think they stand pat. Uh and then the Colts, I mean they're a, a team uh that that that's probably going to stand pat too. They, they don't look like they're going to be very competitive, especially with knowing Anthony Richardson isn't going to be in, in the mix for the rest of the season. And so, um, so yeah, Jacksonville is probably the team I feel like should make a move just because they're in that contention mix. Um, and then again, I think the Titans should be sellers, but they probably won't be. Uh, so that that's kind of how I would view the outlook in the division heading into Halloween. From a player standpoint, who do you think moves between now and the deadline? With, with the Titans? No, no, no. Just, just generally. Generally, 
man, there's there's a lot of guys. I mean, you look at uh, Alvin Kamara, potentially, I mean, with the way the Saints are going. I mean, I don't know. Saints, uh, their season is not going very well. Derek Carr has kind of – that situation has been a mess considering – they thought he would be the guy to to kind of get them over the hump. And so you think they could be start to be sellers, right? So that's why I say Kamara. I, I don't know uh, how legitimate of a chance that is, but but I think mm-hmm. that's certainly in the realm of possibility. You, you look at the Broncos for sure as being sellers. You look at a guy like Jerry Judy, whose name has been in the mix just with the way Denver season has gone and, and the disappointment around Russell Wilson and that team. Uh, so Jerry Judy, um, man, I'm, I'm trying to think, um, yeah, Jerry Judy is, is the name I'm thinking about. Uh, uh, the Panthers certainly have some guys who could be shipped, shipped off to, right? They're, they're off to their worst start since what, 98 or 99. They're 0 and 6 with Bryce Young to this point. Um, I think it was what, um, who is it? JC Horn. I, I'm not sure. I, I know a couple guys in Carolina have kind of been in the mix to possibly be moved. Um, yeah, you, you kind of put me on the spot, but, uh, and, my, and I didn't mean yeah. to my bad, um, threw it a little through, through the net a little wider than I meant to, but Hey, um, Devonte Adams in particular has been making some noise here over the past yeah. few days about, something needing to change in Vegas. Do you think anything changes in Vegas? In, in terms of them, what, moving him or, or in terms of mm-hmm. their offense changing? No, in terms of them moving him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, I think that that's something they have to consider, right? I mean, the Raiders are, are kind of another one of those teams that, you know, have a lot of guys who you would expect – to I'm with the way they're built, right? They're kind of built to win now. Mm-hmm. When you think of Crosby, you think of Josh Jacobs, you think of Devontae Adams, you have a kind of a veteran bridge type, whatever quarterback in Jimmy G, but that it's just not going well with Josh McDaniels. Uh and so so yeah, I mean I mean that that's certainly I, I think in the cards, uh they they did uh give up a lot to get him. And they are paying him a, a lot of money, and uh, he is still extremely effective. And, and I think when he does get the ball, as much as a guy of his talent warrants, uh, he can lift your team. Uh, but just with the way things are going, I mean, you certainly have to put that uh, into the ether of, of, of possibilities. I, I don't know if that will actually happen. I'm not as versed. Uh, with kind of what's going on in in Las Vegas, but um, he's yeah he, he's a guy that, that that's going to garner interest just because of where the Raiders are headed, and there are a lot of teams that are looking to get over the hump. Wide receivers are always at a premium, uh, so so I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. That's great. Ben Arthur of Fox Sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Ben, appreciate your time, man. We'll be catching up with you. Sounds good, Mo. Thank you. All right, thanks. Hey, when we come back, it's time to pick some college football games. Stay tuned. T-Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. 
Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Boo! I'm back. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are in the Lee Company studio, and as you can probably tell, this is pre-taped. <laughs> because, because Chris is somewhere at this moment. Chris oh is probably God. somewhere between here and now. I know why you said Georgia. That's <laughs> funny. That's <laughs> not going to be. That's yeah, good. There you go. Hey, hi, hi. <laughs> so I, I will probably at this point tomorrow, I will likely be somewhere between Birmingham and Ackworth, Georgia. Okay, it's right. actually really clever, sir. But <laughs> again, we we are pre-taping because we wouldn't want Chris to miss our college football pickums. Yeah, I I don't need I don't need a zero week. It'd be bad, especially well, after I caught it. On purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be like somebody on our high school pickums and just just not pick. Just opt to not yeah. pick. Yeah. No. Um. Last week. Lay it on me, Mo. Uh, you were seven and three, eight and three with the bonus pick of UT over Texas A&M. Your only misses were our misses. Because Georgia did not cover against Vanderbilt. Um, what are you doing, Georgia? Unreal. Yeah, right. Um, Justin, our our blind faith in Nick Saban was not well founded, as Alabama did not cover against Arkansas. I wish I could say I'm not going to do the exact same thing next time. I actually picked Arkansas on that one. <laughs> you did. You, however, also picked Washington State along with Justin yeah. to cover against Arizona. 
They um, not only did not cover, they got trounced. 44 to 6. Yeah, they were never. favored. I did pick. <laughs> they were favored. <laughs> yeah. So again, Justin was 7 and 3, 8 and 3 with the bonus pick. Chris was 7 and 3, missing on Georgia. Louisville. Louisville. Yes, Louisville. And the aforementioned Cougs. Um, but um, I did get Tennessee right. You did get Tennessee okay. right. So you so were seven and three three. slash eight and three. I was six like and it. four slash seven and four with the bonus pick. I missed Georgia, Alabama, as we mentioned. Washington, which won but did not cover. Mm. Won by field goal. The dang hook. Gotcha. The hook got me. Um, Louisville. Yeah. So those were my four misses. You know, you know, fellas, good week. All around. It was a good week all around, absolutely, and I did not go back and total up, but yeah. Um, That's all right. Above 500, all of us. All I know is that you and I are tied because I was two. No, you were you were two back. Oh. So now you now you were only one back. Okay, I thought I was one. Okay. What yes. about the boy? Oh, you, you're in the lead. You're in the lead, so. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so. I, I tinker a lot with my fantasy team, and I've been told, like my whole thing in life, by my father, that I'd never leave well enough alone. <laughs> so when I so I don't give these a lot of thought, and maybe that's the ticket. There you go, there you go. Don't 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 overanalyze. Don't think it'll only hurt the team. It only hurts the team. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's get into them. Let's let's show. All right. We start at 11 a.m. on Fox. Big noon kickoff. At the big, big noon kickoff at 11 a.m. Well, it's 11 a.m. for us. <laughs> big noon for Eastern time zone. Uh, It'll be big noon for you. It will be big noon for me. So there's that. Number three, Ohio State. At the shoe. At home. Four and a half point favorites against the Nittany Lions of Pennsylvania State. Only four and a half. Can listen, man. If you listen to us, you think Penn State's going to win this game? <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm a big. So I went through this really, really short, very, very short Vanderbilt fan phase uh, when James Franklin was the coach, and so well, if I, you were going to be one. That was the time to be it. You know, exactly right. <laughs> and it was the, the very, very, very minuscule, t- small window was during. The time he left and we didn't like him and so i just always have that in the back of my mind uh but four and a half i feel like it's just not enough points to pick so no, i'm just kidding <laughs> is it my turn it is your go turn. ahead you're winning man i'll go ohio state you are going ohio state ohio state is favored by four and a half i am picking penn state you know, I picked Penn State at the beginning of the year to win the Big Ten, and exactly. if they're going to win the Big Ten, they have to win this ball. That's right. So I'm picking Penn State. I'm with you. I got the Lions of the Nittany variety. <laughs> what is a Nittany? Please explain. Please. I think, I think uh, it's honest. got something to do with the Nittany Valley that, See, I didn't even state, know is located, that state College is located in. I'm not entirely sure. The, it, it, I can tell you the intensive English communication program at Penn State says that the history is unclear. Many say it comes from a Native American word meaning single mountain. Others say it is named after a legendary Native American woman said to be from this area. 
no matter the origin, you'll see the name all over town. No doubt. You know, that was a good guess, Mo. I mean, you got one of the theories. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Happy Valley is called Mountain. Uh, one of the mountains is called Mount Nittany. Mount Nittany. Okay. So there you go. Enough of that. <laughs> also, also at 11 a.m., mm-hmm. number six, OU, Oklahoma, at home against UCF. The fighting Gus Malzahn's John Rice Plumley is allegedly back full-time as the quarterback for the Golden Knights. 19.5 points is the line in favor of the Sooners. J.K. <clears throat> Man, that I know you did that Oklahoma hype video. Ah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, So I'm gonna go with them. You're gonna go with Oklahoma. I am. um, Just, just strictly because they're social media team. (laughs) Yeah. Give me Gus. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. I'm matter of fact, I'm driving the Gus. You are on the Gus bus, huh? I'm opening the door and asking for some change. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the deal. Little known fact, or much known fact, little discussed. Oklahoma's quarterback is former UCF former quarterback. UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel. I think he's going to be a little fired up. I think Central Florida. How many defensive linemen are going to want to get a shot off on him because they never got to him practice? <laughs> That's the real question. Wanting to get a shot off on him is one being able to. Yeah, look, I mean, he may play a little harder. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I'm just not sure that Central Florida is necessarily going to be ready for the environment that is Norman, Oklahoma. I'm taking the Sooners in this one. All right. Here it is. One part of the Commander in Chief's trophy. Mm-mm. Air Force, number 22 in the country and undefeated. Mm-hmm. The Falcons head to Annapolis, where the midshipmen of Navy await as home dogs at nine and a half points. Justin? How did Navy do last, last week? I don't know. How did Navy do last week? I, I don't even know. I, I know nothing about Navy other than that Jackson Campbell plays there. They're not very good. They won 14 to nothing, Who but they beat? they beat Charlotte. And oh, okay. Biff not having a great Biff year. Pogie. Um, their Biff Pogey. Biff was miffed at their media day, and I think he's probably been miffed ever since. Um, yeah, they're one in five on me. Yeah. Um, now, I'll tell you. Their three wins are over Wagner, 24 0, mm-hmm. North Texas, 27 24, and Charlotte, 14 0. And Memphis by, uh, oh, they lost to Memphis by four. I knows, yeah. They, uh, barely beat or barely got beat by Notre Dame that first game, 42 yeah, 3. Yeah, 42 3. They just, just <laughs> missed it. So, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, Air Force has been a, a, a dominating. Have they? Okay. So, yes, I remember either it was some one, one of the, uh, the military branches. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go Air Force. I mean, I think feel like it's a toss up, probably because it's a huge rivalry. But I'll go Air Force. I will tell you, it's not a toss up. Really? <laughs> yeah. The, the the trip across the country maybe has something to do with it. And playing at noon 
local time which in is, Annapolis. Which is what, 10, 9 in 10, Colorado Springs? Yeah, 10 in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's going to matter. Their military, I, it doesn't matter. Air, they, yeah, they, they might just stay up all night. Yeah. yeah. Air Force is going to win this game by 10 points at, at least. least. Okay. That one's on CBS if you want to watch it. Just all right. Okay. And then following that game, oh, you got Air Force, right? I do have Air Force. All right. All right. Yeah. Following that game at 2.30 will be the Tusked Pachyderms from Tuscaloosa and the Vol Navy. Traveling down the Tennessee River should be fun. Number you seventeen. Can't get there, can you? Yes. How close can you get? Uh, you, you you go down. Uh, you you go to the Black Warrior. Uh huh. So take you can take the Tennessee River to the Black Warrior. Okay, but how far? How close can you get? Uh, the 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 river that separates Northport and. Oh wow! Yeah, it's close. In Tuscaloosa. Okay, it's huh. close. Like you could walk. Wow. Huh. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder how many people will do that. Probably not many. Yeah, <laughs> but that's unfortunate. Tennessee, nine and a half point dogs to the tide. 68% of the general public on the Vols. And you know what that would mean to some people? Mm -hmm. At least one. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do? Justin, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I kind of sometimes you sometimes you inspire me. So, so all right, I'll, I will go. And here's all right. We we've we've not talked. We have not talked about this in much length. Mm -hmm. And we've listened to other people. I did not it. wear any clothes underneath this to take off today. Because <laughs> well, we're all anniversary of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so well. It wasn't very smooth. No, no, it wasn't. TV um, I think that this game is one. I think I think the game of football, as a whole, is one in the trenches, mm -hmm. and I think Tennessee's defensive front seven is so much better than Alabama's offensive line. And Jalen Milrow has yet to prove that he can escape pressure. He is more likely to run into pressure than to escape it, and therefore, I think Tennessee wins this game. By fifty. Period. I, I I'm not going. I'm not going balls by fifty or nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it's a two touchdown game. I think Tennessee can win this game by two touchdowns. I think Tennessee's run game can win this game. But when you talk about the trenches, I am reminded that Ollie Lane picked up like three penalties last week against God. Texas A&M just for no good reason. No good reason. That guy's got to And, and so, I mean, you've got Cooper Mays back, but as long as – who's behind him? Whoever it is needs to figure it out. and start They playing. need to figure it out and figure out a way to get on the field to get him off. <laughs> but hopefully I'm, he fixes those mistakes this week. I'm picking Tennessee to certainly cover nine and a half despite Ollie Lane. All right. So I'm going to go um, – you know, hearing both of y'all go, it's, it's 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 very convincing. So I'm gonna go balls as well. Don't follow us. As, <laughs> well, as I just those either, those, either scared straight, those scared straight shows used to say. Yeah. Right. For some reason, I compare it to Vrabel and Belichick. Uh, I don't know why, but Heupel and Saban. So either Saban's like really mad and he's gonna 
show it or he still can't really figure out high pull which so it's either one of those i just i think it's a defensive thing i think i think their offensive line is just putrid <laughs> I, I feel I, you. And Could that's that, where yeah. that's where I, I don't think Alabama's going to score very easily is the right. point. Number eight, Texas, and the burnt orange Longhorns travel to an old rival. Maybe the last time they play this, first time they've played in twenty-two years. So they go to Houston to take on the Crimson Cougars. The Cougars are 22 and a half point underdogs, but this one means a lot to the city of Houston and the university. So I ask you, Justin, do the Longhorns cover 22 and one half points? I'm going to say, yeah, I think I've rode with Texas all year, so I'm going to keep doing it. But um, I do think it's going to be an interesting game, maybe. But then it could, it could be a blowout. So I think Houston's terrible. <laughs> And that's just, I know they just I know they just beat West Virginia, but I don't think West Virginia is that good. If you look at West Virginia's schedule, their 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 record is a little deceiving. Um, I, I I don't think Houston can cover it. I just don't. I, and here's the thing: I I think I think Texas is in a situation where they've lost to Oklahoma. They you know number eight in the country. They feel like they might need some style points to. You know, if if they win, even if they win the Big Twelve, they might need some. So I'm going to say they're going to get some today, tomorrow, three o'clock on Fox. I wonder if Houston unloaded the wagon against West Virginia in that forty-one thirty-nine victory, and I'm not sure they can get back up again to cover more than three touchdowns against what's supposed to be a pretty good Texas team. Um, and they're coming off of, they're coming off an off week after the red river rivalry. I mean, that was a tough loss. They've had a lot of time to stew and steam and, and marinate and marinate. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's a good place for the Cougars to be. I don't think it's a very good place for the Cougars to be, but this one's kind of like I said a few weeks ago. Steve Sarkeesian, I'm watching you. So, who you got? I got Texas. All right. Yeah. Let's take that break. Mm -hmm. we've, we've done five. We have. We've got five more to go. I don't even know if we've got a bonus game this week. I'll have to look and see if we can find one. So, stick around. More Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back to the Lee Company studio in just a moment. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you 
no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. We're back, and then we've got five more games to pick, plus a bonus game. I found one. It's going to be exciting. Looking forward to it. But we've got five more games to pick, Mo. We'll start in the ACC, where the CW Network will be hosting this one mm. at 5.30 Central Time in Chapel Hill, the number 10 Tar Heels hosting the Virginia Cavaliers. The line 23 and a half in favor of the Tar Heels. Justin? Let's go with the powder blue homies. 23 and a half is a lot of points. That is actually. 23 and a half is a lot of points, but I don't think Virginia is very good. I don't think Virginia is very good, and I think Drake May is in the middle of a Heisman race. So I'm going to go with the Tar Heels as well. And Tez Walker will want to. Get all he can get. Well, he's he's, he's got to make up, up for lost he's time. He's making up for lost time, exactly. Yeah. So, oh man. All right, here it is. Number two, Michigan, at <laughs> Michigan State. With all the things surrounding this program. Well, with all the things surrounding both these programs. Exactly. I mean, I mean, did they get a? Uh, did they have? Were they able to get a camera guy over there to machine <laughs> in time? Because if not, then I don't know if they'll know the plays. <laughs> that's that's a fair question. Well, I think that's kind of how this ended up. I, I think Michigan State is the one who who I may have said, "Hey, y'all might want to take a look at." By the way, this. did you and I? Where did you say this game was? Uh, it's it's in East Lansing. Okay. Uh, there is a video of Greg Schiano. Halftime interview where he alludes to this to a here. Let's see if I can. If the we, second half. Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just gotta slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. Does Michigan defense keeping Gavin Wimsett in this passing game? And- that actually sounded so good, like when you put it up to the microphone. Greg Schiano knew. 
I'm well, just I'm just saying. If it had to happen to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, so anyway, Michigan's a 24 and a half point favorite over Michigan State. Uh, who's whose scandal is is the more problematic? Debilitating. Yeah. Yes. Who's, who's more problematic? I don't know. I, I 24 and a half is a lot of points. I, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Spartans. I'm going to go Michigan. I think they got one more game in them before they start crumbling. They have, program. They have certainly been absolutely destroying opponents to this point. But now we know why, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michigan State has spent all of the last two days fixing signals. They said, hey, who's that guy with that camera? He starts running, running away. <laughs> and, and so Michigan State has spent the last two days fixing signals. Michigan has spent the last two days being pissed off. Oh, yeah. And preparing for Michigan State. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Michigan. All right. All right. Michigan State's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> ABC 630. This one is going to be fun, folks. Number four, Florida State welcomes the number 16 Blue Devils of Duke. Mm. Yeah, buddy. 14 and a half points, though in favor of the Seminoles. It says Upset City written all over it. You know, Duke broke onto the national scene in a nationally televised game over Labor Day weekend when they throttled Clemson. They might be ready to Grab the spotlight yet again. I'm taking Duke to cover. I'm riding. Let's go, Mo. Here's my problem with Duke. Riley Leonard has thrown for less than a thousand yards, which I don't know. I mean, I assume he's played in every game. I don't know necessarily who he has to throw it to. Well, What's he run for. He's got one guy that he throws it to a lot. Well, and that is Jalen Calhoun, who's caught 24 passes for 368 yards. Leonard's only thrown for 912 and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, Jordan Waters is the leading rusher for Duke. He's ran for nine touchdowns. When he touches it, things happen. Mm -hmm. 426 yards on just 65 carries. That's over six and a half yards of carry. So, I think this is going to be a – Duke's going to try to play ball control. Duke's going to try to to find a way to to keep it close late Shorten and give game. themselves a chance, and that's why they cover 14 and a half. So you got Duke as well to cover? Now, the, the devil's advocate to that is Florida State can, can strike quick with Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, I, I like Duke to, to cover. I mean, if it was straight up, I would be taking the Seminoles. All right. Down in the bayou, mm -mm. where we were born on the bayou, camouflage, end zones and all for the Bayou Bengals in honor of their opponent. Did you see, I don't know who their opponent is, but did you see earlier this week, that the Associated Press named Jaden Daniels the halfway Heisman. I saw, yeah, I think, I think I did see that, which I, I think is pretty interesting. I think that's interesting with 
the quarterbacks that we're seeing across the country. Looking at you, Michael Panix Jr. Well, and and I I voted in a in a Twitter poll earlier that Michael Penix had sixty seven percent of the vote of four different people. Sixty seven percent. Of Penix, Knicks, who uh, else? Yeah, who I don't else? think Knicks was in it. it Caleb was, Williams? It Caleb Williams, Jay Drake Daniels, May. and maybe Drake May. But Penix was far and away, far and away mm-hmm. the favorite in that so, one. So, so, yeah. I don't know. 19th ranked LSU, they have camouflage end zones in honor of their opponent, the Army Black Knights. Oh, good. Can LSU score 30 and a half points? In the time that they will have the football. Well, I mean, if you got the halfway Heisman, you should be able to. You can see it at six thirty on SEC Network. I, the line is thirty and a half. If they don't beat Army by thirty and a half at night in Baton Rouge, those fans might mutiny. Well, hey, if that was a team, if you're going to mutiny, that'd be a bad team to do it against. <laughs> that's true. The Army. <laughs> Army has not lost their two and five on the year. Mm-hmm. They've not lost by 30 and a half. I was I was close. They, they their four losses were by 40 points total. Ooh. It was but who five, are they two though? Louisiana Monroe, Syracuse, Boston College, and Troy, who shut them out last week. They did, however, beat UTSA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if that tells you anything about Conference USA. Do we think LSU is – Or not Conference – I mean, AAC. Don't mm-hmm. take years? Because if not, then I don't know if they'll cover that. I, I think they – I think LSU covers. From I don't think LSU and – I just went blank on the coach's name, Brian. Brian uh, Kelly. Yes. I don't think they can afford to not win this game by 30 and a half. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't think he's on a hot seat or anything like that, but I do think oh, that they have it. underachieved a little bit this season. And I think when they get a chance to bludgeon somebody like an Army team that's two and four with – with a loss to Louisiana Monroe. Here's the problem though, man. Their 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 defense is so bad. Their offense can score, but their defense is so bad. But it's Army. I know. Army's wins are over Delaware State, and like you said, they beat they won 37-29 at Texas San Antonio. I mean, I'm taking LSU, but again, Brian Kelly, I'm watching. Who I, y'all I, got? I got LSU I kinda, too. I kind of so I got LSU, but I kind of understand what you're saying, Chris. Like, really, you know, if you're our coach at LSU, you're on the hot seat, regardless. Like, <laughs> you know, like if you don't blow, if that's, you're not not the, if that's not the truest statement that you're, we've heard on the show. You're, you're not that's, wrong. That yeah. may be the most true statement we've ever heard. <laughs> show. From game to game, you're on the hot seat. Yeah. My, it, you're Win you know, a natty, still on the hot seat. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Insanity. Folks, our final of the 10. Mm -hmm. 
Pac-12 after dark. Never fails. Never fails. 9.30 Central Time. 7.30 out yonder. On FS1, number five, Washington Huskies. And Michael Penix Jr., 28.5-point favorites over Arizona State. Where? In Washington. Didn't Arizona State screw us over last week? No, Arizona, Arizona. scored screwed y'all over last week. <laughs> I didn't lose. Y'all, y'all lost. lost. <laughs> exactly. Arizona State at Washington. And how much? 28 and a half. Arizona State's not very good. God, I love I love college spreads <laughs> so much. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Washington. Huskies, yeah. Yeah. It's back 12 after dark. Give me the Sun Devils. Mm. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Listen, man, we I, I took USC to, to beat them by like I want to say 28, and they only won by 14. So I Look, I don't think they're very good. I think Washington's going to win the game, but I think it's probably going to be 28 points. Well, I think Washington's better than USC for one thing. Yeah, but I, it's Pac-12 after dark, man. <laughs> well, I'm going with the Purple Rain to cover. So, what's your bonus game? It is those USC Trojans <laughs> in the Coliseum hosting the Utes. Of Utah, 14th ranked Utah comes into Memorial Coliseum as a seven-point underdog. USC favored at home. Seven even? No hook? Seven even. That's bizarre. Well, no, the pick'em always has a hook because you have to have a winner or loss. You can't push. Gotcha. This is an actual line from Caesar Sportsbook. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Going with uh, my cousin Vinny. The Utes. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, these two Utes. I'm sorry. What did you say? Did you say? Yeah. I, uh, Utah always seems to find a way to win this stupid game. <laughs> of course, they've had a different quarterback the last couple of times. So. Is dude not back? No, no, I don't. Cam, Cam Rising, Rising is not back. I, I, at this point, I, I'm just assuming Cam He's Rising out. is not playing. So, you know, it's Nate Johnson or nobody. Nate Johnson has thrown for 499 yards this year to Caleb Williams is 2,000. Caleb Williams has thrown more interceptions than Nate Johnson has touchdowns, though. <laughs> if, if that helps you, it doesn't, I'm sure. I mean, they just – they don't move the ball. But here's the thing. USC gives up 400 yards a game on defense. 400. Okay, so according to a story on The Athletic from 10 days ago, what was initially believed to be just a torn ACL in the 23 Rose Bowl turned out to be a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus, oh. 
an MPFL, a ligament that helps stabilize the kneecap. So he lost it all. Goodness gracious. Just don't play, son. He, yeah, just concentrate on being able to walk when you're 30. At any rate, I'm taking USC to cover a touchdown. No, I got Utah. Okay. All right. That's it. Those are your 11 games, 10 and a bonus. Send. That's it for this week's show, man. Well, have fun at your wedding. I'm going to go cover some high school football tonight. Again, um, 